welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. As always, I'm your host, David Valliere. And today we are joined by Norton Stern, Jordan Andrzejewski, and Bill Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us today. I, you know, I really wanted to have a conversation about kind of how we collaborate with others. I think thus far we've talked a lot about how we collaborate as a team at Synergy, obviously for the benefit of our clients as fiduciaries. But really, today's conversation, I want to talk about how we work with other advisors. So I, th- I think that clients may not fully understand how much work we do with other advisors. So I wanted to open up that conversation. Norton, maybe I can just jump to you right out of the gate, and, and you can talk to me a little bit about your success of working with other advisors and, and what types of other advisors come to mind. Thanks. Thanks, David. I'm very happy to do it. I mean, it's such an important, important subject to talk about. You know, of course, we work with all the other advisors for our clients. It could be their attorney, their accountant, other men, their family. And and it, at first blush, you would think, well, that's that's kind of simple. You know, you talk to the attorney, you do the plan, you do the plan and 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 you're ready to go. Well, what happens is we do the plan and them it has to be monitored years go by things change you know an attorney does a trust and then with a client if it's away from us you may not hear from that attorney till maybe if a law changes maybe if there's a death but for the most part when when you visit your attorney and you get a trust or you hear something from another family member and we have the responsibility with our clients to monitor all that and sometimes when clients come in and we haven't been part of that from the beginning, we're, we have to do some repair work because of the time passing and people aren't contacted with new things that are happening in the plan. When you do a plan and we're monitoring and watching the plan, we make sure that happens. It may, that, that everything is, is monitored often. And so we know if there's a change, we might talk to the life insurance agent or the company. We might, might talk to somebody that's not even related to make sure we know everything and it's in the plan. I know Bill was talking about that very thing when we were preparing for this show with what happens with someone comes in, maybe with a trust, and it hasn't been watched. Or maybe the client really didn't understand what to do with that trust when it, when it was made. Bill, maybe That's a very good point, that. Norton. Yeah, very, very good point again, Norton. So many times we find that uh, you have a well-drafted document, a trust, a will, powers of attorney, and so on and so forth. The client collects it from the attorney and it sort of sits on the credenza or in a file somewhere. The, the layman, the client, seems to think, well, everything's done. I, I did my plan. And you know, one of the purposes of a revocable trust, as an example, is to avoid the process of probate when one passes away. That only happens, however, when the trust is what we call fully funded. In other words, the title to assets uh, actually goes into the name of the trust. And so often we find where that's just not 
been completed. And you know, the, really, the, the more, I'll say, sophisticated an individual client might be, let, let's say he's, a, he's a, an executive at a, at a public corporation, has you know, seven or eight or 12 different kinds of compensation programs, all of these things have to be coordinated and dealt with, sometimes with HR or the benefits department at the corporation. And as Norton was saying, we gotta we gotta coordinate with the CPA, with the attorney. And if the if the plan isn't funded properly, it can be an outright disaster. Jordan's recently had such a case in point. Jordan, you wanna share that? Yeah, so we actually had a a woman come to us whose husband was was, uh, incapacitated. And prior to his passing, our biggest takeaway was, hey, we see there's a trust, but the only thing that's funded in it is really a, a very small bank account. But the majority of the assets, the investment assets are outside of the trust and therefore would be subject to probate. Unfortunately, as we provided that feedback to to this prospective client, her husband had since passed away. Sadly, the day before we we uh, were looking to flip all of this information for her, fast forward eight months later, and we are just finally getting everything moved over for her, everything settled, and really, it, it took a lot of coordination between us and the client and the estate attorney. And, and even then it still is, and there's still some form of the probate process that we have to go through, but at least now she is, she's been able to kind of consolidate her assets, have an understanding of where things are and really have support with how to manage through, you know, how much am I spending? What do I need? Where do I get dollars if I need dollars? And really just being able to access her own money, you know, that that's been her biggest takeaway. You know, we sat down the other day and she said to me, my money's finally in one place. And I said, yes, it is. And she goes, oh, thank goodness. And so really being able to have that, have that good feeling for a client throughout this whole process has been hugely impactful. I'm I'm sorry, Jordan. I was was just going to say Norton was also bringing up the other day you know, how important it is that we have a process. I, I would just compliment you, Jordan, when it comes to following a process and getting these things done. We've had, sadly, a number of clients over the past year or so that have passed away. Hats off, too, for creating processes that can be followed systematically to get the entire estate process done. So, We've had a number of examples like that, and uh, you, I'm sure you could relay more than just the one that you're citing. You guys are talking about those 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 sophisticated plans. Sometimes I've found that when we're talking to people who don't have a trust, they're worried about when they form a trust and fund it and put things into trust that they don't have control anymore. So our whole idea is we go from the very, very unsophisticated to the very, very sophisticated and making sure that everybody knows exactly what they're doing and over the years making sure that as changes happen, the buck stops with us. We're the ones, we're the the captain of the ship. Well, the one thing I wanted to say, you know, it's constantly asking that question of what are your wishes and desires and making sure that as those change and as, as people navigate different life cycles, that we're making sure that they're taken care of on the back end and that their dollars are going where they want them to go 
at the end of the day. Now, I know that Bill does a really, really good job of being able to kind of navigate that highly sophisticated avenue, right? Where clients will say, hey, I want my dollars to go as tax efficiently as possible. And Bill has got it. He's got, you know, the ability to map it out. He's got the ability to work with the estate attorneys to be able to get that to be their ultimate end game. And, and uh, you know, I know, Bill, you have a couple of cases where that's really been impactful for the, the legacy of the family. Well, well, yeah. And, you know, when you start creating plans that have multiple trusts and you create family entities like a, a family LLC and, you know, clients will call and say, okay, well, I want to declare a distribution. I mean, this is when everybody's alive and well. And you have to follow the procedure. You have to follow exactly how the plan's been laid out. So if you make a distribution, for an example, out of a LLC type entity, it has to be ratably distributed to every one of the owners of that entity. And we might be talking about seven, eight, nine different owners, and it has to be done with precision. It has to be done correctly. You have to make sure that the liquidity exists in the various accounts across all of these account owners. So it, it's not like it's it's easy, but since we have a process, it becomes systematic and it becomes actually doable to achieve clients' goals when they say, hey, you know what? I really don't want to pay the government any more than I absolutely have to. So in the, in the uh, more advanced plans might include elements of philanthropy. And so you start to have to include the idea that distributions must be made to various kinds of charitable trusts or donor advised funds or foundations. In addition to the other family members and, and their instruments, uh, notably trusts. That, that have to be taken into account. So, yeah, I'd love to get into a case study or two, David, if, if we have time, but tell us where you'd like to go next. You know, one of the things we've talked about in the past is this concept of it's not my job. And, and I think that in our industry, as we look to serve clients and collaborate with other advisors, whether it be a CPA, an attorney, an insurance specialist, we do run into this challenge of a lack of communication where, oh, well, I'm not the attorney, so it's not my job to do this, or I'm not the CPA, so it's not my job to do that. But, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about, and maybe each of you can kind of share your thoughts on this, but that's not the approach that we take. And in our mission is synergy. We don't say that. It's not my job. So maybe tell me a little bit about and help our listeners to understand why that's important and how that impacts them in in our job to work with others. Could I take a stab at that, folks? This is Bill. So Norton mentioned earlier that he uh, described us as the captain of the ship. And I, I, I can't think of maybe a better term unless you think of us as uh, a catalyst that gets everything uh, done. It gets every action necessary in motion. And it's coordinating all of the advisory team. So we take that primary responsibility of being, as Norton correctly described, the captain of the ship, making sure that the attorney has done everything that has been required by the plan, making sure that every bit of tax information that the CPA needs, that we have the ability to access, will go to that uh, CPA in a timely fashion and coordinating with all of these advisors so that they know where we're at in the plan and what needs to be done next. 
Thank you for that feedback. Norton, Jordan, any thoughts on that? If I might, you know, I used to think about, and, and I mentioned this before when all of us were chatting, if you've ever been in the hospital or, or if you've ever had a friend or a family member in the hospital and, and you watch these different experts come in, these docs, these doctors, one might be cardiology or pulmonary or nephrology or hematology. They're all bright and brilliant and expert, and they all write their orders. And they write the orders down. The nurse is trying to fulfill these things, making sure that nobody's crossing over the other one. And I'm wondering then, do these guys sit at a, at a conference table and chat about this patient every time? All these experts running through. And I keep thinking, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do or what they don't do. But I know what we can't let happen. We can't have these brilliant experts come in write their orders and walk away without anybody making sure through the years that everything is going right. And one thing isn't hurting the other thing or crossing out the other thing. And that's what I keep thinking about. And and that's how I keep looking at it. We do with every single client sit at that table and talk about them. That's why we have teams. That's why we're all watching That's why it doesn't matter if one of us gets sick or goes on vacation or dies or retires. The the patient in this case, or our client in this case, can't worry about that. We have to be we have to be the one who's watching it through the years, our firm. Yeah, I mean same kind of uh, metaphor or discussion point. We are the quarterback. We're we're the person helping to navigate all aspects of, of a personal person's family, institutions, financial lives, for lack of a better term, and helping the team, whether it's a team of, of uh, CPAs, state attorneys, insurance brokers, you name it. We're the person, the people, the group, helping cross that finish line and get the, you know, get, get the ball to the end zone. Yeah, so I love this idea of the captain of the ship or the quarterback you can have all these great plays, but if, if nobody's in charge of distributing the ball and making sure that the entire group is marching down the field, you're not moving anywhere. Um, maybe maybe we could give some examples, some real life examples, obviously holding back client names, but if you could think of Norton, an example where you stepped in or you were the captain of the ship, if you will, and how that benefited the client and how it helped all the other advisors come together to help the client. All right. I have, a, I have a good one that I'm thinking of. We have this wonderful uh, couple, client, retired, <laughs> limited funds, and they had insurance policies that they were all borrowed out of. And as they were looking over their assets and what it cost them to live, and, and they called us and said, you know, I think we're going to dump these policies. We don't need them anymore. And the team, at, at the time, it was myself and Jordan, we said, hold it, hold it, hold it. We have to talk to the insurance company. We have to talk to your accountant. Because I think if you just dump these policies, all those cash values that you borrowed out are going to be taxable at that time. Now, we're not going to make that decision, but we're going to get the insurance company on the phone. We're going to get your accountant on the phone. And we're going to steer this plan so you don't create a real problem for yourself trying to avoid a bill that you don't want to pay. The insurance company wasn't going to call this client. The accountant wasn't going to call this client. 
we called and we made we made the effort to make sure that this couple landed on their feet. They could have had a real, real big taxable problem. And I know that Jordan was instrumental in that also. Uh, and I and I hope she recalls it like I do that we really did a job there where where we saw this thing through without waiting for the insurance company or the accountant or the client to pull a trigger that would have been bad. Great example. Bill, I know I know you are really big into philanthropy and leveraging that through your strategies. Can you maybe give an example where you were able to step in and be that quarterback and help coordinate? Yeah, one, one that comes to mind was actually a CPA that referred this client to me. And in the first meeting, the, the client says, I, I have a, a great deal of stock in a company. I've owned it for a very, very long time. This this company is publicly traded and they bought my company some 30 years ago. So I really don't have any cost basis in, in this company's stock. I'm 83 years old. I have a bad heart and I'm on my second marriage. And to come to find out the value of the stock was over $20 million. And he said, I really don't want to pay taxes now, nor do I want my heirs to pay estate or gift taxes. And his question to me is, can you help me? I said, well, I, I kind of think that I can. And so what I did is consulted with the CPA and the strategy we came up with was to basically hedge the stock that he owned. In other words, we're able to take money out of it protect the downside risk without incurring any capital gain tax at sale. We then use the proceeds from, I'll call it that event, that monetization event. And, and we entered into kind of a, a substantial gift gifting process using a family entity, an LLC, along with certain kinds of trust. Now that didn't deal with the entire transfer tax problem. And so the client was somewhat charitably inclined, and we established what was uh, what we commonly call a charitable lead trust. And uh, the balance of the taxable estate went into this charitable lead trust, and it has uh, provisions that pay to their family foundation for a great uh, a number of years an income payment to their foundation. What it effectively did is it eliminated the estate tax. It eliminated the gift tax, and because we weren't in such a big hurry to sell the stock, we didn't have any capital gain tax. Now, this was, uh, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. The, the gent has since passed away. His second spouse has passed away, and the families ended up with this wonderful situation where they now have about $30 million, David, in trust for the family's benefit and another uh, approximately $10 million in their charitable foundation to benefit all kinds of causes in the Detroit area. So I think it was, it was a great outcome. Yeah, sounds like a huge win. What a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Now, Jordan, I, something I, I think is worth noting here as we're talking about collaborating with others is acknowledging that we're in this, this COVID environment and, and very virtual can you maybe talk to our listeners about how we're, we continue to collaborate even in a virtual environment? Yeah, certainly. So, you know, kind of to Bill's discussion, many of the, the attorneys, CPAs that we work with consistently and that we, you know, we make sure meet our expectations of client service 
are also working very hard in the digital world. They've notoriously, both uh, CPAs and attorneys are very paper heavy. And many of them have done a really good job of being able to do like we have we have a state attorneys that are doing Zoom signings of their state documents and making sure that they're keeping their their client base safe as well as our client base safe. We've got many people that we talk to consistently over the phone. I would say at least twice a week, I'm reaching out to people that interface with our clients, whether it be on the estate planning side um, or the tax side. This week, it was actually a, um, a mortgage side of the equation. So kind of helping leverage to see what else is out there for, for people looking to purchase, you know, purchase a new home. So really, it's just when we look to partner with people or work with the various other advisors out there, we just have certain expectations that they're going to, they're going to approach client situations very similar to us in terms of doing what's best for the client, being agile and being able to work in a virtual environment. And something that I'm personally passionate about as well is, is really working with other advisors that uh, understand some of the intricacies of working with women, whether they're widows or they're the widows who, you know, have not had a whole lot of exposure to their financial life for one reason or another, or they are the really trying to take charge of the financial side of their, of their, of their life, whether they're young or old. I really enjoy working with advisors that, that kind of get that and respect that, you know, sometimes people learn differently and sometimes people are at different points in their education, but these people are willing to help anybody get through that process. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, I, I think it's really important to, you know, sort of acknowledge the times that we're in, you know, COVID is, is part of all of our lives now and, we're still able to strategize with others. We're still still able to work with clients, even in this virtual environment. And, you know, I, as I'm thinking about this, I, I think it would be worthwhile for us. And I'd love your feedback, but worthwhile for us to bring some of those CPAs or attorneys or other professionals that we've had success working with in the past and maybe bring them onto the podcast. What, what do you think about that? I think that's a wonderful idea. I'm going to put the ask out there. If you'd like to be on our podcast, reach out to us at hello at yes. synergycapitalsolutions.com. <laughs> <laughs> Great plug. <laughs> you know, I love it. You I know, Jordan, it. one thing that's really important when I was listening to you speak about women's issues, really, we should bring in a family law expert to be a guest on our show, talk about divorce, talk about what happens, are, are they prepared, especially, especially David, now during COVID, what has changed for these women, if anything? I'd love, to, I'd love to interview and chat with an expert on that, with family law, widows, divorces. And I love the idea, Jordan. I'm, I'm, I, I think that's a great idea. On that note, I, I would also throw that out to any of our listeners. If there is a type of advisor that you'd like to have us collaborate with on the show, we'd be happy to do that. As always, you can reach out to us at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. Or you can visit our website, which has recently been refreshed at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. Check that out. Norton, Bill, Jordan, thank you so much for your time today. 
To our listeners, thank you for listening. And as always, I'm your host, David Vallier, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. And there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisors before establishing a retirement plan.